Menet kept her affairs to herself, but we were accomplices to some of her plots. We'd been asked to come and clean out the shed. Her house was at the outer reaches of our bicycle universe, across the railway line. On this particular frosty morning, we pulled up at her tall brick house on our bikes. Mine had cool drop handles, mottled red paintwork. The shopping strip opposite was her special responsibility. Who else would keep an eye on the social security, the Ladbrokes, the new KFC? Do you go there, Meme? Mais non, jamais, never. Of course not. Their price is a daylight robbery. As she opened the window, she spotted two scruffy lads in parkers, idling at the traffic lights. Allez-vous-en! Get a move on. She waved them away and threw down the key, shaking her head, looking out across her front garden, still fuming about the compulsory acquisition she'd suffered, which had enabled the road widening. As Sabine rang the bell, it occurred to me that we didn't go there very often. Mamere was always at our place, Dad driving her home again after tea. There was no sign of the fella who'd rented the downstairs bedsit, and I climbed the steep interior stairs to Mamere's frosted interior door. She looked down for any untoward activity. Hmm. Inside was icy, of course. She refused central heating. Viens ici, viens ici. Pour que je t'embrasse. Come here so I can kiss you. Go on, go on, into the kitchen. The true objective of the day was now revealed. She put a conspiratorial finger to her lips. Even your father doesn't know, she said, wagging a finger. Meme had always hidden money around the house because, well, she didn't trust the banks. In the garden, she'd occasionally turn up a long-forgotten biscuit tin, rusty but packed with pound notes. She had a step ladder ready in the hallway under the ceiling trapdoor. Up I went, feeling around in the gloom. No, nothing here, Meme. We trawled through the bedroom. It didn't take long. A modest chest of drawers, a skinny wardrobe in which hung the fur coat, wrapped in its vintage cloth cover. Centred under a crucifix, the narrow bed, glossy embroidered eiderdown, tucked away underneath Meme's night potty, saving her from the midnight chill. To the side, a traditional dark wooden dressing table with lace mats. A small blue plastic circle for the Virgin Mary, and in pride of place, a photo of her husband. We never knew him. He wasn't Grandpa or Pops or, or even William. In death and with poetic simplicity, she called him Pepper. Capping the luxuriant scene was a 1930s travel alarm clock in green leather. And that was it. We found envelopes of five and ten pound notes all over the place, sewn in the hem of the red velvet curtains, behind the loose board at the back of the wardrobe, under the drip pan in the oven. Now that oven, in the flat, it was the only source of heat. Meme would sit with her slippered feet in there in the depths of a British winter. We thought she'd catch on fire, what with the flimsy nylon nighty, her dressing gown. Ça suffit, ça suffit, that's enough, she said. Having retrieved all the obvious stashes, there was about 400 quid on the kitchen table. She put a conspiratorial finger to her lips. Seeing her with the piles of cash remind me of my dad. He'd have two big books in front of him on the dining room table, one black, one red. His official and less official accounting system. Alongside would be corresponding stacks of shop cash. 
What's that, Dad? I'd ask, pointing at the third extra stack of flattened tenors. That's sundries, son. Memma also liked sundries. She didn't like officialdom, the taxman, that's for sure. Job done, she made us a lemon squash, dealt out two five-pound notes. Tiens, mon chou. Me, the little cabbage. Et pour toi, ma puce, the little flea, Sabine. Five pounds, that's a lot, straight to my secret carved-out dictionary safe. As we said thanks, she widened her eyes mischievously and flicked her long snake tongue up around the tip of her nose. An old trick, no one else could do it. At the bay window, waving us off, she suddenly took on a fierce expression. Across the road, the two greasy mods had casually chucked away their KFC wrappers. Meme rapped on the window, instantly fired up, and leaning out, she shouted at them across the traffic, Hey, you too! They seemed to know her well, just laughed as they walked away. Fenyon! she yelled, you hippies! Watching the drift of scruffy youths from social security to betting shop to KFC gave Meme blood pressure for two decades. Nothing new here. We waved up at her and scooted off.